Wow, what a difference. The Talkbuster Podcast. Hi, I'm Chris Chipman. You may remember me from such podcasts as the Chipman Brothers Tangent and Creating Geeks, a parenting podcast of great responsibility. I'm here to bring you back to the late 90s, early 2000s. A time of AMRAs and clamshells. A time of late fees and VHS tapes being replaced by DVDs. A time of stale gumballs and overpriced candy. Yes, that's right. I am talking about the time of Blockbuster Video. The Walmart of the video rental industry. The mom and pop video store killer. The corporate big choice video store that everybody loved to hate. Blockbuster is mostly gone now. Kids today will never know the crazy Friday and Saturday nights with lines wrapped around the store to rent the next big movie. No more will regulars, who are in the know, arrive at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays to snatch up the new rentals that week before the weekend rush. Most of all, no longer will young movie geeks like myself have the memories I, and many others like me, made while working there. You see, under all of the corporate evil and bad practices, Blockbuster was a home, a comfort a place where I made lifelong friends and even met my wife. It is because of these memories that I, and I'm sure many of you, have that the Talkbuster podcast was created, a place for me and others to share our memories of what once was, of the before time, of the long, long ago. I'm looking forward to see where this goes, how it evolves. Join me, won't you? There's no earthly way of knowing knowing which direction we are going going there's no knowing where we're rowing rowing or which way the river's flowing is it raining is it snowing is a hurricane a blowing Not a speck of light is showing, so the The danger danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes, the the danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing. Welcome again to the Talkbuster podcast. This is Chris. This is Scott. Um, this is my second episode with Scott. Um, you probably heard the last episode where we talked about our time working in uh, the Salem, Massachusetts store. And this time around, um, we are going to discuss our time working in Blockbuster in Woburn, Massachusetts, and how Scott and I ended up there, even though our uh, time at the you know Salem store seems like, why would you guys have ever left? Well, the, the company had um, better uh, thoughts for us. So uh, The corporate store. The corporate the store. The corporate environment. The yes. head office, Woburn, Massachusetts. Yes. So Woburn had uh, offices below it, um, which was creepy in and of itself. And it was weird. Like you walked in and the vestibule right there, there was a staircase. They just took that you. just went downstairs to. Offices. The office, dungeon, whatever you want to it, call it. It was definitely a dungeon. Yes. <laughs> it's a little creepy. Yes, it was weird. Um, and so they would just kind of walk up and like hang out in the store every once in a while. And you never really knew what was going on. But um, so Scott, you know, we, we talked in the last episode how about great Salem was. We had a good group of people. Like, you know, we had me, you, Steve, Jeremy, Casey, Tim, um, you know, God, Paul. The names could go Michelle. Names could go on and on and on. Um, but uh, Some characters. Some characters. We had a good group. We did. You know, it was and, a lot of fun. And... The weird thing that ended up happening, we've talked about this before, is that, you know, as, and again, you can't really blame the corporate mindset for this, but their outlook was at a store that got along that well, and with their numbers being that good, there must have been something else going on, because um, the corporate terminology the Blockbuster utilized for employee theft was the word shrink. And shrink was the word they used for any sort of missing or stolen good. Yeah, and, so, sh- and shrink is always kind of meant just yeah. everything, external, internal. But with Blockbuster... It meant employee theft. It was just internal. And so they always said that even if you know it was a customer theft, the employees were responsible. And our theft numbers were low yeah. at Salem. Um, but uh, they had this vision that, you know, the store having a good camaraderie and us getting along, having things like employee favorite sections and stuff like that, just, it didn't go along with the corporate mindset. So they, uh, they, they moved you over to a troubled store. Yeah. I mean, it was the corporate office store, you know, looking back on it at the time, it it was a good opportunity for me, um, you know, moving up to the corporate office. Oh, of course. No, it made complete sense. But, um, I went hesitantly. 
I, uh, you know, I didn't really have a choice. Um, the store was underperforming and, and Salem was doing really well and, and they kind of flip-flopped the managers. Yeah, and I think the idea, looking back on it, the idea might have been that, you know, we had we had a manager at that store, at the Woburn store, that might not have been performing quite as well and maybe giving him an opportunity to be with a group of people that knew how to run a good store might help him and you being able to help his employees, you know, learn how to better themselves might have been good. But it started getting weird because they did things like they told you you couldn't bring any of your staff. Yeah, And no, that was really weird. I, you know, I... Obviously, I would have loved to bring my entire crew down with me. And, and I think actually, weirdly enough to say that if that opportunity was presented, I think a lot of people would have come. Yeah. I mean, Woburn from Salem is, you're talking about a half hour, 35 Yeah, it's not, it's not crazy, but it's... You know, but, um, but, you know, it would have been nice to bring a couple of employees, um, you know, maybe bring one of my, you know, assistants that I was developing into a store manager, Steve. Um, you know, I was training and developing Steve that Steve was going to be the next manager. Right. In whether it was um, um, Salem or wherever it else may to be. I think there was a certain level of, you know, frustration probably on the Salem staff that still oh, we was were, there. Oh, we because, were incredibly frustrated. Because you guys kind of thought that if I did get moved to another store that Steve would be the manager. Um, and, you know, unfortunately it, we don't have control over that stuff all the time. Right. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to bring some people, but you know what? You move on, and oh, of course, it was just another blockbuster experience. It was, uh, it was it, it, a lot of crazy things happened there, and the customer base was certainly different. Um, the closer we got to Boston, there was a lot of kind of tomfoolery going on. Yeah, a lot of characters. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, that, that was also a high theft store. Oh, incredibly! Um, um, you know, blockbusters were always set up, no matter. Um, and and Woburn was unlike any any store that I had seen before in terms of the way it was set up because yes it had that vestibule that went in to the right to go into the store and had its own exit door but just the way it was almost like this bowling alley it was set up in and it just invited theft yeah and so so I, we've we, I've talked about it on here before with Steve when he was the manager there but you entered in and instead of like the entrance to the store being the center of the store the entrance of the store was, it was like a long, thin, rectangular-shaped store. And the entranceway was at one side. You know, it was, it was you know, so you'd enter and then there'd be double the amount of store to one side that there was to the other side. So you had your manager's pit and the manager's room and the CSR pit. And then your entire new release wall was separate from where you were sitting. So Which people made it incredibly awkward. The store was extremely busy, but it made it incredibly awkward when lines formed. Yeah. Just because the store didn't have the depth of where the registers were. Um, so the the queuing line that they set up was kind of wrapped in a weird way. And, and then it went along the new release wall. Yeah, and, and so people you, couldn't get by. I mean, it was, it was awkward. You just couldn't see the majority of the customers in the store and what they were doing. So the entryway... You know, you could have a guy come stand near the entryway and just kind of be talking and acting like they weren't doing anything and hold the door cracked open. And then their guy comes with a garbage bag full of movies and they just open the door and run out. And there's nothing you can do. Oh, and it, and it certainly it certainly did happen. You know, I think about one time I had been there um, maybe a couple months. And um, nowadays, first of all, I would never even think about doing this uh but you know a guy opened the door another guy went out with a backpack and you know i didn't even think twice i was a young kid um i chased the guy halfway down the block in woburn um, yep we were able to get the backpack back with the movies but you know that was the stuff that people did we chased shoplifters um and nowadays not only is it against most companies' policies, it was against but, Blockbuster's policy. But nowadays, you don't know what people are capable of doing. Yep. I mean, over a movie, yeah, or a backpack exactly. full of movies. Yeah, I remember our um, the loss prevention guy chased someone down the street one time because he just happened to be smoking a butt out front, <laughs> and the guy ran out with a backpack. Yeah, and he chased him down the street. It was a different time, and he was an intimidating guy too. He was so, an ex ex military. Uh, yep. So <laughs> I don't think I would have messed around with that. No. Um, so, you know, then, so you get there and we get, you know, we call him clown shoes. The, the guy who, uh, who, um, was the Woburn store manager who replaced you. And we, we've talked about this before. I think anyone that replaced you, we were going to be angry at, but, but this guy was not good. He wasn't a good manager. He didn't like the product. 
You know what I mean? Mm. And it turned out that there was some not so great stuff going on in the background between him and his assistant store manager. I, I know when you got there, you'd found a whole room full of PVT poles that had just been scanned and not processed. Oh, a lot to of show the numbers good, and then we started seeing that at Salem. A, lo- a lot of different things yeah. like that. There was a lot of uh, shortcuts being done, and you know, everyone wants their job to be a little bit easier. You know, work smarter, not harder. And I totally get that philosophy. I've always kind of indulged in that myself. Well, you got But at the same time, um, you know, the massive amounts of stuff that I had to clean up at this store before I could even get to a point where we could start helping customers. Right. Uh, was was significant. It was it was beat up. It, it was really bad. So Scott would call us often and tell us about what was going on at this store and um, would kind of, you know, kind of give us any of the things to be on the lookout for because it wasn't quite sure to you if it was the guy running the store, if it was somebody else <laughs> in the store me. or something else going on. So, um, but, you know, things started kind of piecing themselves together, but um, not after long. Um, Scott ended up concocting a plan to get me over to... The Woburn store. Well, so. it was funny is, uh, so the the DM at the time, I'm not going to, you know, say his name out loud, but he, he wasn't a bad guy. I, I, mean, like, he, I liked him. Yeah, he was he was hit or miss, but he had a good personality and you could joke around with him. And uh, he was on a store visit uh, down in, in Woburn. I had been there about, I don't know, a month and a half or so. And uh, he was telling me how the manager that I had switched with was, was kind of struggling up in Salem, um, not only connecting with the staff. Uh, but also, um, I think we had lost, you guys had lost, um, some employees. Yeah. People just flat out left. Yeah. They they were, they were down an assistant. And so we said, I really need an assistant up in Salem. And the assistant that I was given in Woburn was, was, was not very good. He wasn't a hard worker. He wasn't, um, I don't know. He just wasn't a team player, you know, leaving stuff for people to do when he should have done it, that kind of stuff. And so I jokingly said to my DM, well, you can have him. He can he can go up to Salem and joking around. And I said, give me Chris. Give me Chippa. And he's like, you want to trade a, a, a full-time assistant manager for for a sales associate that you were you were working weekends at the time. Because I was in school. And that was it. <laughs> you, you know, you close a Friday night, work Saturday whenever they needed you, and, and Sunday like on a mid-shift. And uh, he agreed to it. And and we were we were pretty surprised, but you know I called you up and and told you, and you were like, yeah, when when do I start? Yeah, of course. Because so. what was perfect about it for me was I was in college, so it was directly at the midpoint between UMass Lowell and Lynn. So I could drive from Lynn to there, and it would be a half hour. I could drive from Lowell to there and be a half hour. Yeah. So it didn't matter where I was, I could make a shift. Yeah. And and I really liked that about it. Um, and man, yeah, Woburn was a weird store. We we had a different group of people there um, than we had in Salem for sure. It was it was definitely tough to hire for that store. I think we I think I turned over three quarters of the staff, you know, within three months of being yeah, there. Yeah, we had three or four surprising like coming up from corporate office in the basement and even you and I being surprised if that kid just got interrogated and wrote a list of all the stuff he stole from the store and we had no idea. Yeah. You know, there was something shady about him and we yeah. didn't know that was going yeah. on. You know, you know, and, and Blockbuster would sometimes do that, that if there was someone that, um, you know, was stealing, whether it was uh, whether it was refunds or what, whatever it happened to be videos, whatever, as long as they admitted to it, they let them go. But I mean, they could be stealing how much and they wouldn't even think about prosecuting. They yeah, just they didn't, didn't want him in the building. They just didn't want him in the building. It, it was like they just they didn't even want it mentioned. They didn't want it, any involvement or any. It just didn't happen. Yes. And I guess I guess that's an okay way of handling it, I guess. But yeah, who knows whatever happened with those people later well, on. Well, you'd like to hope that they learned from it and didn't, you know, go down that path and, and continue to do that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's what we were hoping. It was, you know, different people that you didn't even think. Like, you were like, oh, my God. Yeah. Holy oh, crap. Of course. Of course. Um, but, you know, it was kind of interesting to see that corporate environment and being... You know, we always joked around about it that anyone from corporate could, you know, drive up to Salem and be up here in a half hour and visit us. But right. but this was real. It was they, they were they were on the they were on top of of the store each and every day, and um, you know there there were some nice people that worked down there. I remember the secretary. Um, I want to say her name was Michelle too. Because there were a couple um, Michelles. Yeah, there was a Barbary, I, and then there was... Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I remember Michelle, one of the um, 
had like admins down there being the I nicest remember. lady I rem- ever. She was the one with the desk right when you walked down. Right the when stairs. you walked down yep. the bottom, and uh, but it was certainly interesting having uh, having them right on top of us. It was weird, and you'd think it would make the store run better, mm. but I think sometimes it put us at odds with running the store well. No, oh, because you you I mean before you could. You could make little decisions about how you how you had your store laid out and make little changes to it and you know maybe the new release wall wasn't a hundred percent in terms of AL being in front of AS movies but we had to be in that store we had to have it perfect because we were the 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 trend setting of of I mean what a blockbuster was supposed when, to look when like when you brought new money people like new people in management. To the to the region, this is the store they brought them to. Yeah, you know, so yeah. you had to look like the commercials and look like the um, advertisements. I know with the bright shiny lights and everything yep. coming down and the right posters in the windows and you know that drop box can never be more than a quarter full. Yep. And yep. I mean, you had to. The you employees had to be couldn't have cargo pants, and everyone had to have black shoes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they kind of took you know, which was kind of cool about Blockbuster too, is that. We used to be able to wear shorts between Memorial Day and Labor Day. And for some reason, I remember in Woburn for a while, they didn't want us wearing shorts. They didn't want to wear shorts because they didn't want to end up having to tell someone they couldn't have a job because of tattoos. That's Uh, what ended up. Yeah, I I remember actually getting the answer on that. Huh. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Because they thought some of the money people, if they saw it, would be upset. Huh. Tattoo. Weird. Oh no. Oh no, not a tattoo. Jeez. Oh god, no. Yeah, it's interesting. So um, you know, not long after I was there, you, you had Michelle come back and she had left the company. She was back with McDonald's. Yeah, she left the company and um Michelle was up uh she worked in Salem for a little bit. And then she went f- to you as a manager and then to Peabody as a store manager. Yeah, she came down to to Woburn and the same DM that let you come down uh, and this was the kind of changing that, you know, initially when they wouldn't let people ch- come down with me, um, you know, I talked to the DM and, and Michelle kind of came down and I told the DM, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to get her ready to run her own store. And, and Michelle, could be honest, could have stepped in and, and did run the store when I wasn't there, even when I was there. You know, I relied on her to do a lot of stuff uh, in the store, you know, especially if I was bouncing around to... Some other stores in the district helping do setups or inventories or stuff like that. You know, Michelle ran the store. And so Michelle came down and worked with us in Woburn uh, for a while. Uh, It was fun. It was fun. It was good. It was good to have her down at the store with us and uh, a lot of good laughs. Uh, Just uh, some of the shenanigans that went on and some of the employees that. Yeah, we had some we had some weird, Uh, weird ones. We had a (laughs) detooch. Just call him Detooch. Detooch. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he was your, I don't know if you could have a more stereotypical, like, Martin Scorsese background film character, or Boston area film character. Uh, he was yeah. just, he was the most stereotypical Italian man yeah, you the could long, ever meet in the your long life. Yeah, the long kind of mullet hairstyle and the glasses that were probably a couple sizes too big. Yep. Um... And just talked with an attitude, whether it was to the customers, the other employees, and I, I don't even know why I really hired him. No, because I, you know, I, th- I, I thought remember, we, I thought we kind of needed someone a CSR desperately uh, Monday through Friday, uh, nine to five. And he was reliable. He was very reliable. Uh, in hindsight, you know, he dropped an f bomb during my the interview with him. I probably shouldn't have hired him just for that reason, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had a hard time um, not having him be vulgar. Um, our, Scott, so there, there was that infamous time you got the phone call from downstairs <laughs> asking about f bombs being dropped on the shift, and we had um, yeah, a customer we, just called us and and said that there's a um, said it wasn't the manager I've seen all the time. It, it was some other guy that was up there, and he was there with me, and but but me and him both had um, we had a like. Pull from a box of different name tag names that were like fake, like movie ones. So he wasn't wearing his name 
tag. And so Scott quit, quick thinking went, there's no one here that works here by that name. They must be crazy. And hindsight, that's a story. Just going back to Salem for just two seconds with the name tags is, is um, I actually had a name tag. It was an official blockbuster blue and yellow name tag before they switched to those kind of silver ones. Yep. Uh, but it said Scott store manager on it, and but I had an extra one that I would sometimes wear, and and my name was Tyler Durden, and I actually put it on the name tag, and and got a call from um, corporate on a Monday morning about a complaint about the store manager over the weekend. Um, I don't know what they said I was doing wrong. Maybe I didn't take their late fees off or something like that. Uh, but they actually complained that there was a manager named Tyler Durden that refused to help them and and take care of them and. I didn't get in trouble because there is no, no Tyler one. Durden. There is no Tyler. There is Durden. no Tyler Durden that works here. And so, so yeah, so so Detuch was an interesting guy. He made things fun, but he was always and he told some funny stories. He was just a he was an odd duck. Yeah, I don't know where he is right now. To tell you the truth, uh, you know, he could be <laughs> one of two ways. You know. Uh, still causing chaos and and kind of you know I for think, for different workers or you know to tell you the truth I, it wouldn't surprise me if he was in jail either uh, you know I picture him working at like a deli counter at like a mom and pop grocery place where they allow him to just be a prick to people you know what I mean you said three quarters of a pound you get fucking three quarters of a pound yeah, that's just yeah. how I picture him yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't yeah. know why I can see that I can see that <laughs> yeah uh, uh, he was a character yeah um. So we, we talked a little bit about it, but what's what's more of a, oh no so so yeah back to um so Michelle Michelle came there as the assistant store manager and they were priming her up to run another store and so it was Scott Michelle and then you had one other manager and no shift leaders because um, one of the guys who was one of the more reliable shift leaders ran his mouth to a a guy's son on Halloween or. Remember the guy his son was in the store and he told him you can dress your son like a girl uh, and yeah. and me and you oh both looked at each other and went well we're firing him well that, like, that's going to corporate and yeah. that, that was one of those things that we kind of knew that complaint was going to go to corporate and and kind of nixed it in the bud it was one of those ones that you let corporate know that the complaint is coming yeah because and, and we even if told I don't, the guy if I don't because the guy when it happened. He knew that we were there working, and you know I apologized profusely to the customer, but just kind of knew that he'd be contacting corporate. And and the guy working for us, like he was a good employee. So it's one of those shit situations where you're like, you fucked up. He was really apologetic, and we're just like, our hands are tied here, dude. Like, there's not much. Yeah. That guy was very mad, and you said something very stupid. Like, you can't, you can't get yourself out of that one. But those were kind of uh, the Woburn area. You yeah, know? it was just. It, it was a, it's a tough, you know, Woburn is a, uh, you know, right outside of Boston and it's, it's, it can be, a, it can be a little tough. It was a rough know? little town. Yeah. But it was like, quite it a was... lot going on in it too, you know, for a small little downtown area, you know, I went through there, you know, last time I was in the Boston area, um, and they've kind of revitalized it. They have. Down there. They've got a made, lot of cool restaurants. Nice restaurants and, and bars and stuff. And, and the Blockbusters of Salem Five Bank. Like making them into banks. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is, so you were down to just you and Michelle who was getting ready to go to another store and one other manager at that point. So me, that and, you, me and you and Michelle went out to Ghetto Times. Yeah. Our favorite place. Good Times in Everett, Mass. Or Somerville. I forget where that was. Yeah. Which is now not there, but it was, you know, a, a really sketchy um, family fun emporium that was also a bar and a nightclub. And we were playing pool when I was 17 or 18 and drinking drinks that I shouldn't have been able to be drinking. And um, they offered me an, a, a shift leader to become assistant store manager position. And um, it was, it was a you know, I was in college, so it's like, uh, what a, oh, Dory, you'll be the weekend guy. And we're going to give you all this responsibility, and I wish I could give you more money, but... But the company wouldn't let them. The they, they tried, because yeah. um, I wasn't going full-time. But uh, yeah, so so then I became you know one of the assistant store managers, and that was that was really cool. Um, yeah, running, running I mean, inventories. Yeah, I mean a young kid just being in charge. Uh, and most, of the, I mean, there wasn't an employee that was younger than me. No, 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 <laughs> and and totally just owning it, um, and and knowing from the start, you know, you know, we've been friends a long time, but 
knowing that, you know, to be able to take on that responsibility as a young kid, you know, that's something that, um, uses a learning experience. And I put it and, on every resume I've ever yeah, had. And, and there's nothing wrong with, with even if you worked there, how many years ago is putting blockbuster on your resume is because you know what? I hope you bring it up. I, right. I hope we can have a conversation about blockbuster. Right. Cause you, cause a lot of the times they laugh. Yep. Yep. You know, and that, that's, that's, that's the, uh, you know, that's the thing is it's like they laugh because, you know, a lot of the people that I've been hired by, you know, sometimes are interviewed with don't remember it. Mm. Like I've been interviewed by people that are, you know, younger than me. Mm. So it's like, what, what, you don't remember Blockbuster? Oh, Shit. Cer- certainly. Shit, they you don't had, even remember 9-11. Certainly they had a, you doing a lot more than probably what you should have been doing. Yeah, but that's how, that happens to me at all my jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. just how I am. <laughs> I guess you're responsible. Apparently. Apparently. You're responsible. That's for, a good thing. For all of this. Yes. <laughs> Whatever yes. all of this is. Here, run 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 this building. Run this building. So that brings up another funny one. So there was a there was a shift Scott and I showed up to close for. Um this brings up uh some of the um less good sides of how the corporate side of the store run because as Scott and I mentioned in the other podcast, they just wanted you to be open. They didn't really care what you were doing. They mm. wanted you to be open. Mm. So it didn't matter if you had to give somebody keys that made you so they could close the store. If the store stays open, they're happy. Um, we had in the drop boxes, because if, if you think about this now, I wonder how Blockbusters did in more inner city locations now that I think about these drop boxes. Because here was a slot large enough to put a couple of movies in that you could throw an M80 in. You know what I mean? You could shoot silly oh, string dark. through. No, think about this. No, it's true. You could do it's all true. kinds of fucked up stuff. And here we are, and it's open to the public all night. It is. You know, it, You're right. and even like bank vaults and stuff, I'm sure have, you know, blast casings in them. Yeah. You know, those overnight bank drops, but this but didn't. But this just dropped right it dropped, down. It into dropped into freaking Ikea furniture. Do you know what I mean? Like, this so... But it had this shitty old, that we were supposed to check as a store, but I don't think anyone ever checked, chemical fire extinguishers to hopefully help why, against this. Why did they put it in the Dropbox? So if anyone dropped something on fire in the Dropbox, oh, yeah, it would go off. Yeah, no, no. Save the no, movies, not it. the employees. <laughs> save the movies. So, so here's the deal. So we had apparently a malfunctioning one, and one of the nights Scott and I are sitting there working, um... We feel this big, you're at one register, I'm at another, it's a busy Friday, and we feel this rush of air and see the entire store fill with a cloud of chemical, that sand fire extinguisher. Not the liquid one, but the sand fire extinguisher. (laughs) And let me tell you, there was not a tape in the store that did not get covered in this shit. The entire store. so long to clean. So, we told everybody to leave the store. There wasn't a problem, but told them to leave the store. You know, told them, you know, please, we don't know what, you know what I mean? We're not chemical specialists. Please contact a doctor. <coughs> Do you know what I mean? Call Blockbuster, tell them you were here when this happened. And we locked the door. And we got a call from corporate saying they had heard that the store was closed and we had to open back up. And we told them what had happened and they said, well, call the fire department and if, if until they get there, stay open because we need to keep renting movies. We're like, you can't rent any of the movies. They're covered in chemicals. Yeah, we can't. And so can't. Scott and I stayed there for the rest of the night with the door locked wiping up movies uh probably should have got a hazmat suit probably should but yeah no it it was uh it was disgusting i mean i felt like we were for months after that clean like it would just like you'd open it just seemed like it would just continue to fall like from from wherever and the shelves would be covered by it customers would be complaining that there was this kind of grit on the shelves and they feel like they got dirty from you know it we was, had a contingency yeah, was, of the registers we always open the movie you were renting which you're supposed to do anyway and if that was in there either find another copy for them or wipe it out before you uh, let it go out the door yeah. that was that was pretty messed up that was pretty messed up yes it was i, I mean it was just uh just ima- and the customers' reactions on their faces, seeing this cloud just kind of going over the store, it was it was uh, messed up, but comical at the yes. same time. And now we, um, shortly, I think it might have been between Block Woburn and Salem, where we did one of these during our time in Woburn, and then did one during our time in Salem. But um, we we went to Six Flags in Western Mass as a store a couple times. And I think the first time it was the Salem store, and the second time it was a mix between the Woburn and the Salem store. 
Um, because I think like Rich and David J might have been there. Rich and David J were there the second time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, let's talk a little bit about that. So we we've got photos of the entire crew on Superman. Ah, oh, yeah, and it, it was fun. I mean, just a group of friends to be able to, uh, you know, hang out uh, and and be able to do something. I think we had some some uh, Michelle at that point was managing yep. Peabody. So her and and her staff came down yep. and covered the store so that we could go to Six Flags. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. Um, and just being able to... And who doesn't want to go ride coasters? For no, day? it was fun. And those two times were incredibly fun. We got to... What we do is we'd get up early in the morning and we'd stop and leave all our cars in the Blockbuster parking lot and then drive from there. So when we came back, we could go in and say hi to the people that were working, maybe bring them something from the gift shop, you know, thank them. It was yeah, pretty you know. cool. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. cool. So uh, what else? Do you have any other... What are the some of the other fun... Woburn, and I, I feel like we were more disjointed from each other. I don't know if that's a... It was just kind of more of a job at that point. And, but, and it, and it but was. But there was some fun stuff. It was. I mean... You know, having you and Michelle there was was definitely uh, a lot of fun. But you know, I think we miss the camaraderie of of us all working together. Um, but and and a different it w- it was a little bit different. Like we were one of the first stores to test uh, that were open till one o'clock on oh. on Friday and Saturday. We were open till one o'clock, and by the time you did the deposit, by the time you made sure the store was clean, it's two three. In I the mean, morning. you were leaving at two two fifteen, probably on average. Um, you know, and, and that's a quick turnaround, especially if you got to work the next morning. And a lot of the times you did, and and you did uh, to to cover shifts or you know, especially when we were short staffed or whatnot. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, when I I look back at at Woburn, you know, the whole area for you know, I remember there being good eats. Around there, there were Liberty uh, Bell, Liberty Bell, my brother's place, my brother's place. Yeah, you know, there was an awesome little pool hall too. Yep. Right, right around the corner, right around the corner on a second floor. I, I you know, yep. I wish I could remember the name of it, but uh, it, it was awesome. You know, and they were open. You know, if you were only working till whatever time, I mean, they were open till midnight. They were open till midnight or one in the morning. Yeah. Um. So. Plus, it was a little bowling alley. Around yeah, the, the Woburn Bulladrome. Yeah, yeah. We Is actually that still em- open? Yeah, we employed uh, the son of the Woburn Bulladrome. Um, what was his last name? Some of the G, Gavant or Gallant. The, yeah. guy, the son of the guy that ran it ended up working for us. Really? Yeah. He huh. was a, he was an interesting kid. He he designed um, uh, Battlefield nineteen forty two world maps. For, for online shooters, yeah. Interesting. And co-ran the Bulladrome and worked with us. It was, it was an interesting kid. The, the Woburn Bulladrome. So then, you, unfortunately, the Woburn time got a little dark. Um, <coughs> so Scott fucked his knee up real bad. Uh, that that would be an understatement. Yeah. Uh, and and people are like, how did you hurt up your knee at, at Blockbuster? Oh, this was messed up. So actually, it wasn't in the back room. I was actually getting ready to leave for the night. And it was around 12, I don't know, 1240 or so. Um, And I had to finish up the deposit, uh, that kind of stuff. And I actually sent my CSR home for the night, right around 12, and said, I just got to do the money. I'll be out of here in 20 minutes. Because at that point, we had one drawer to count, that kind of stuff. And so when I went to leave, I knew I had the next day off and I was going to work on the schedule. So I said, oh, my paperwork's over at the desk. Turned my body real quick, and and my knee kind of gave up, and I shattered my kneecap into like a million yeah. million different pieces. I remember. So uh, I don't know how the hell I got out of there. I got up on a mop handle. You remember? I remember you telling mop me. Mop handle you got me. into my car and drove home with my left foot. You called me yeah. that night yeah. to tell me because you were like you didn't know what the fuck was gonna happen. Yeah. And so the craziest thing in the world is guess what? Now I'm the store manager. Yeah. The, um, we had no staff. We had no staff. They didn't change my rate. Um, this was the end of the school year, so the beginning of the summer. I now became a 70 to 90 hour a week employee because I was the assistant store manager and the store manager. How many How many open and closes were you doing? A lot. Three a week? Three yeah, or four a week? Yeah. Um, Scott was at his parents' house in North Reading during the day. Because it was close to your doctor, I think, in the surgeries and stuff you were getting. Yeah, and it was just yeah. someone that could kind of yeah. watch over me yeah. during the day because I literally was incapacitated. Yeah, and so I, I would move. come up there. Yep. In bet- I would work an open shift 
and then have a three-hour break and go work on the schedules with Scott. <laughs> and I was teaching him how to do store manager stuff. Well, all the paperwork, 18. all the paperwork, yeah, yeah. all because again, they were things I was capable of doing, but I just didn't know I had to do them. I ran three inventories that summer with Michelle helping me out, but I ran them. You know what I mean? With, with and it was just me and Michelle. None of the other staff showed up. And, you know? and, it, and it is typical that they didn't put another manager right. in there. It was and and Woburn was a high volume store right. too. It wasn't it wasn't slow. The transactions and the customer count was extremely high. So uh, so to and we, not put another and, manager. And we had a manager from from Stoneham who was helping out with shifts that summer, and that yeah. and that was helpful. But that's a yeah. different story that we're going to get to without saying all that much about it. Um, but uh, you know. It seemed to be going well. We have the store covered. I was helping Scott out. But what I kept reminding the people downstairs, and I would remind them this as I showed up to every shift, when the summer's over, I can't do this. I'm going back to school. <laughs> and we didn't know when you were coming back. But yeah. it, So I just kept the store running. And they kept telling me, you're doing a great job. The store's in great shape. Your numbers are good. Keep it up. Well, um, they brought in this lady who was going to train and I had to train her <laughs> to become a store manager while I was still learning. And her husband was training to be an assistant store manager. Yeah. So I had to train him too. And leaving out, I'll, I'll let Scott talk to the next part, but leaving out what eventually happened with some other shit going on in the background. Let's just say that they had no one to cover the store. Scott had a prolonged you know, absence. So this person was going to take over the store and run it till he came back. I'm showing up on a Wednesday night shift after on a whole day work day worth of school, my first week back at college. And again, I'm like a sophomore in college at this point. So this is, you know, 18, 19 years old. This is not, you know, I'm a 35 year old guy. Um, you know, I, I just had a car for two years, you know, let alone, you know, a full-time job in school. I'm on my way back down and I get rear-ended. My car is totaled, bent in half. And I call up the store and say, look it, I'm not going to be able to make it in tonight. I got in a car accident. I'll see you guys for my shifts this weekend, my last two shifts. And they said, we'll send you a cab. We really need you to come in here. And I said, no, you don't understand. I probably have to go to the hospital. I was in a car accident. Okay, tell us which hospital. We'll send the cab to the hospital. That's and unbelievable. I, and I said, I am never coming in again. And I hung up the phone. So wow. then... I know. But lo, lo and behold, in the background, there was some weirder shit going on. So so the help from Stoneham, who was somebody that Scott knew and had brought into the company, um, without going into names or anything like that, um, apparently was going through a real shit time in their life. And they were there helping me. And it turned out that while they were there helping me, they were robbing the Stoneham store blind. Yep. And so I was stuck then, before this time leaving, with... I'm supposed to go away on vacation and my store is covered and now I have no coverage. So the people, for the corporate people downstairs and me reworked up my shifts. So the loss prevention guy and the district manager were running shifts in the store so I could go away on vacation. This sucked. Um, I didn't really know the implications of what really went on. But let's just say it didn't set up Scott for the best time in the world when he came back. And I felt kind of responsible for this because they, they changed their tune of all the stores running great to, oh, these people had no idea how to run the store and they didn't train you right. They said all this terrible stuff to me and I go, you know, after I had quit. And I'm like, this isn't fucking fair. The store had great numbers. Like, I don't, yeah. like, why are, why, are, why are we the bad guys all of a sudden? But You know, and, and I think, you know, in hindsight, you know, not going into, uh, you know, names and stuff like that. But um, the hindsight, the, the lesson of, of what I'm saying is that, you have to sometimes be careful. You know, sometimes it's it's better to make friends at a job that you're at uh, rather than um, if you're not a hundred percent sure about uh, the person that you might be recommending for a job, don't bring them in. Right, agreed. Um, that's that's a good and, lesson to learn from this. And and so, anyways, while I was out on my uh, knee surgery. Um, this person that I had known uh, was stealing a lot of stuff from the company and, and actually get it actually got terminated. Um, so needless to say, I was the person that recommended this. So on my first day back from my leave, when I showed up in Woburn, um, obviously loss prevention wanted to talk to me because I knew this person. Uh, and again, looking at it from the other side, we we're bitter about this. I mean, I'm bitter about the whole situation, but it's hard to blame them. 
No, and, from, and, from, I, from and I, I totally understand, and that's why, that's why I preface it this with, you know, lessons to be learned and, and, and things to do and not do. But, you know, ultimately, you know, I was grilled, you know, for a couple hours from, from people in corporate about what my involvement might have been and, and all this stuff that was going down. And um, ultimately, they made the decision that they were going to ship me out to uh, Chelmsford. Which is another half an hour up the road. Which at the time I was living in Stoneham um, and Woburn Center for me was fantastic because it was only 10 minutes, maybe 12 to 15, you know, at tops, you know, first in the morning time. But, you know, Chelmsford was no easy to get to because you had to take 95 and then you had to deal with Route 3 going up towards Nashua that way and traffic and all that. And, you know, I think there was some bitterness uh, and, and that's kind of what... Um, in the end, was one of the factors that that made me leave Blockbuster. I think the number one thing though was was just seeing the slowness in the stores and climate changing and people uh, all of a sudden getting movies delivered to them in the mail. Right, and that Netflix. was that was right around the year the Blockbuster decided to not buy Netflix, which kind of sold the <laughs> sealed the deal. Not a very smart move. No, not a very uh, smart move at all. But I was up in Chelmsford and I spent uh, probably. Four months out of there. During that time, yeah, after Drum that, Hill. after that, I was gone. Um, I, I, you know, moved on to other retail pastures. But um, that's kind of uh, what happened to me after I came back from my knee surgery um, and uh, moved on from Woburn. Yeah, it's crazy. And then I'll, I'll have Michelle on to talk to her about that. But I, I left the company again. And I could probably see the company if they really wanted to be nasty putting like a not recommended for rehire in there on me for quitting the way that I did. But um, Michelle eventually hired me back and we'll talk to her more about that. But she said, I'm going to hire you for the pay you were getting as an assistant store manager, which I know wasn't great, but it's really good for a CSR. And she said, and all I need you to do is stand at the front of the store and smile at people. (laughs) (laughs) And and I I thought that was great. Um, Nice. Because she she knew what a screw job we all got. Uh, that, that was yeah. kind of the reality of it. I mean, you can be a company player like her and understand that they fucked people over pretty bad too at the same oh, time. Oh, and that and that's the thing is is looking how things kind of went downhill for me at the end and and what my uh, you know opinions were of the company and how it turned sour. But um, you know, looking back on it, I've been in retail a long, long time, and 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 Blockbuster was and still is the funnest job I've ever had. Um, you know, I met great friends working there, lifelong friends that I'm still friends with. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was just a good environment. It was, it, it makes was, you smile. It was fun. I am smiling it. right weird, now just right? talking about it. Um, you know, who doesn't want to, who doesn't want to stand around and talk about movies? Yeah. Who doesn't want to stand around and talk about something you're all passionate about? And you're encouraged to and talk have that about be it. what you get paid for. Yeah. You're encouraged to stop the customers and talk to them about it. Like, I know. I know. Not, That's the best. It's, it's very weird, right? Yes. Um, and I, I don't know, there's not a ton of jobs out there like that anymore. Uh, um, no, you know, no retail is certainly changing, uh, you know, with an online presence of everything and, you know, people, um, you know, don't, you know, go out to brick and mortars as much as they used to. And everything is, it's got to be quick and in your hand. And I wanted to watch that movie yesterday. Yeah. And it better be available to me. Yeah. I mean, Um, the the Amazon Prime thing. I I want it the day before it comes out. Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) And and you know what? That's, you know, and and listening to your your podcast um, about the last blockbuster in the world. You know, there's some nostalgia to that. There's some nostalgia to to still being able to go into a store and, and pick out a movie. I'm jealous. And make it an experience. And, I'm jealous. And look at the, the back of a cover box and I'm jealous of the customers that still have that store to go to. And I'm jealous of the employees for still getting to work there. Like I told them, it's like they kept hearing them talk about working there, it's like they kept the vision we had of what we thought the store was. But made that the actual store. Like, they do comedy nights there. They keep the store open and have local stand-up com- comedians just do a gig in the middle of the store while people work. And That's do fantastic. it as a charity event. That's fantastic. It's just a freaking awesome idea, right? They yeah. they do trivia nights. Like, it's a bar, like, in the middle of the store. It's like, this is a fantastic Why idea. Why not? And, and I think it's wonderful. Um, I want to work there. Please. <laughs> Let's go. Let's say, you know, three $400 plane ticket. Let's do it. <laughs> Why not? You're opening tomorrow. Aren't you opening oh tomorrow? shit! 
Aren't you opening tomorrow? No. You wouldn't have been able to read what I wrote in the manager log anyway, so. That's true. I still, they, my, my coworkers still go, you know what? I'm going to take notes because we can't read what the fuck you wrote down. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yep. He's coming the next morning after, after you close. And I'd be like, I'd have to call you because I had no idea what it said. No, I'm sorry. It's quite all right. It was all done. It was. <laughs> yep. I was just really tired. That's all. And that was sometimes working at Blockbuster. You were just tired because you were there all the time. Yeah, all the time. All the time. Stuck in that back room looking for cover boxes. Yep. Refacing the new release wall. Oh, and then, God, Woburn had too many favorites and not enough shelf space. Remember we had to move the trauma and comedy onto the new release wall? Yeah. Because we had no space. No, and then they flipped out when we started spining the movies. Oh, yeah, they hated that. We spined the, Sp- the first spining two movies for on people. the left-hand side. Yeah. Spining pe- for, for people that don't know is <coughs> turning the movies so you read the side of the box instead of the front. They hated Well, we would that. do it to save space, but... And we'd, and we'd pick shitty movies to do it to, too. That was the other thing. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they didn't like that much. They didn't like that at all. But what else were we going to do? They wouldn't give us new shelves. No. I don't even think the person that made the shelves is still in business at that point, right? No, the only time we got new shelves is when they brought, and they expanded out the video games and brought in those wire Wire shelves, shelves for the video games. For video game sales. You know, it was it was funny talking to the people from uh, the last Blockbuster. They said that a year ago they made the decision to stop doing renting and selling video games. Because the video game companies charge so much. This is not To worth bring it the anymore. copies into the store? It's just not worth it anymore. Yeah, I, don't I, don't, I don't blame them. And, and there's so much theft. I mean, they just end up getting stolen. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's a big commodity item, right? When you think about it. A rental copy of a video game is and a how $60 many time, game. How many times are you going to turn over that game? Right. You know, You're just in not. In terms of renting it. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Um, so, yeah. It, what uh, what final thoughts on Woburn? I think we kind of hit them all, but. Woburn. The Wu-Town. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Woburn. And it was uh, it, it was definitely a little bit more chaotic than Salem. Yes. It was more um, of a job. But you're right. It was more of a job, and it was a different side of Blockbuster. Um, and looking back on it, um, I'm glad that I actually got to experience it, uh, just because all I had known up to that point was my Salem crew. Right. You and know, you- and the first story I started in North Reading, but all I had known about Blockbuster was Salem. And it was good it was good to find a way to be in the know. It was nice sometimes when you had a real problem. Like, you know, you would just close on a Friday night and something real shitty went down. Mm. You know, like say, you know, we had a car on fire in the parking lot. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. We had a yep. customer come in and go, dudes, there's a car on fire in your parking lot. Yeah, it was lot. parked right against that side and, street that ran and in And we, you know, th- that night, you know, the cops showed up. We did everything we were supposed to do. But it was nice to be able, we opened the next day and walked down and were able to talk to people right there to go, what else are we supposed to do? Like, what's the fallout of this? How do we make sure customers think they're safe here? You know, like, what's the contingency? And it was really cool, you know what I mean, to have that. Right, you know, right at our fingertips. Although I'm sure they were winging it just as much as we were, but yeah, at least that, they had the answers. I think that's <laughs> looking back on it. I think that's kind of the way that they ran things. Yeah, because if we weren't just winging it, we probably still would have been in business. That right? Of course. Yeah. So of course. Um, no, it was it was a good time. It was uh, uh, just really, really. You know, I, I still think about Woburn being open till one o'clock, and it just blows my mind. Yeah, no one, um, no one came in. It was a failure. Yeah, it was. Like people, the only things people came in for between midnight and one o'clock were ice cream and soda, <laughs> and they were usually stoned. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah. But you'd think that would be more. It wasn't a yeah. lot of people. There was a couple guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were a Seven Eleven after midnight. <laughs> That's true. It's just a place to get snacks. It's a place to get snacks. But they loved selling their snacks. Big markup. Yeah. Nerds ropes and Doritos. Nerds ropes. And bunch of crunch. (laughs) (laughs) Butterfinger beavers and snow caps. Raisinets. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but then there was the buy your bucket of popcorn and your raisinets and mix them together. Ah, uh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And how much? How much were those buckets? They were probably like five, six bucks. That's crazy. Anyway. So uh, now, Scott, as we do at the end of all these, you're now the employee to start. Okay. Um, and I'm going to... Oh, sorry. No, I, I'm the employee, and you're going to walk up with a movie. Okay. We'll start it off. Okay. What's it going to be? What am I renting? Yeah. And I'm going to 
Uh, I am renting uh, uh, Full Metal Jacket. No, full- no, I did War Ooh. last time. Yeah, okay. So let's... I seem to be... You know what? I have been watching a lot of like war-type documentaries lately, so I guess that's where my mind's going. Uh, but uh, let's go with um, Super Troopers. Nice. And it's kind of weird I, I bringing up Super Troopers because, you know, in between the podcast, we went out to dinner with Steve. And, and talked about Super and Troopers. And we were talking about movies, and we're, so we're going to bring up Super Troopers. Just because Steve doesn't like it. Just because and, Steve and you and I do like, like it. it. I think it's hilarious. So let's give Steve an alternative to a movie that... He would oh, I was like. see. I was gonna stick it to Steve and recommend him another Broken Lizard movie. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, no, but I, I won't. I won't. So, so if you come up with Super Troopers, um, what am I gonna recommend to you? Um, if you come up with Super Troopers, you know what I've been thinking about a lot lately. If you come up with Super Troopers, I'm gonna recommend Idle Hands. Okay, that's. Do you a, remember Idle Seth, Hands? Seth Green. That was a Seth, Seth Green, Green horror comedy, yeah. kind of high school horror the hand comedy. Kind of came yep. alive and strangled and, people. And and Idle Hands. Yeah. I just watched it recently because I didn't think it was going to hold up as well as it did. And it's in that same vein of this movie's hysterical. It seems kind of cobbled together by friends more than it seems. Yeah, and it was in that whole era. <laughs> it was in that whole era of movies that came out around that time. It was like Jawbreaker. Yeah, and like all these kind of like teen kind of pseudo horror movies. Yeah. Like real life things that could happen, you know and, that kind of stuff. And it, it somehow it just worked for me. It had you know like Dexter Holland from The Offspring is in it. Like The mm-hmm. Offspring's like playing a show and the hand rips his head off at one point. It, it's just a silly movie, but you know I I think it falls in in a good vein. Even though Super Troopers is kind of doing the cop movie, yeah. this is doing the horror movie, but it's kind of a but it's the same, fart joke comedy. It's the same kind of humor. Yeah. No, I get so it. okay, so now I got to bring up a movie. Let's see, Woburn. I got to think about Woburn. And what movies make me think of Woburn? Or uh, just something from my employee favorite section. Um, you know what? Uh, this is, oh man, th- these are hard and they get harder every time I do this. What's a movie that makes me think of Scott and Woburn? So you've been doing the war movie thing. We just did a comedy. Um, hmm. I'm going to do... I'm going to do Hardcore Henry. Have you seen Hardcore Henry, Scott? I have not seen Hardcore Henry. All right, so if you haven't, this is a good opportunity for me to recommend something to you. So Hardcore Henry. I think this is a movie that would have rented like fucking crazy at Blockbuster. But it's unfortunately a product of the YouTube generation because of how it was shot. So this guy, um, I'm going to botch his name. His name's like Ilya Shtoknikor, I think. He's a Russian director. He's in a band. Okay. The band is called Biting Elbows. You're like a like a berserker. A, yes, my love for you is it's ticking, ticking clock, berserker. Would you like some aching make- fuck, berserker? <laughs> Did he just say making <laughs> fuck? Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's actually wouldn't it be hilarious? So, so the, the same exact idea. I don't know. His band's called Fuck Your Yankee Blue Jeans or something like that. <laughs> Olaf, metal face, girl thinks sexy. sexy. Uh, anyway, so this movie, the guy started making music videos for his band and the music videos had a um, standard uh, through point for them where they were first person video game style so that it was a guy running around in first person doing stuff but they were all like action like really over the top pseudo matrix futuristic action movies but all from the guy's perspective so he made this movie Hardcore Henry about a guy who wakes up and his wife's there and she goes, hey, you almost died. You've got these cybernetic enhancements, you know, but you need to escape from this guy that's coming for you. So run. And the guy kidnaps her. And so the whole movie is Henry trying to find his wife. And it's all done in first person. And, you know, the effects are crazy. The stunts are, they'd never get away with putting, because the director was the camera operator, was the yeah. main character. Yeah. So he's throwing himself off buildings with no harnesses okay. and doing all this crazy shit. And so it's like a living video game. And, and I love it. And uh, so if you've never seen Hardcore Henry, I but, recommend But it. recommend something that's kind yeah, of similar to that. you that. think would fall into so the same. And, I it's, think and of, it's super gory. It's so, like Tarantino level. So this isn't a gory movie, but it's the same kind of aspect is from a first person recording. Um, and, and it was probably his first big um, kind of drama role. Uh, was Jim Carrey in The Truman Show. Oh, see, that's and, a great recommendation. I'm just thinking about it's the same kind of, it's not the you know the same genre. No, no but I, I get what you're but saying. But the whole, you know, wanting to run, and once he finds out the truth, 
you know, what he does and the relationship between him and Ed Harris and, and who's that, like playing God basically. Oh uh, yeah. It, it, I, it, it's just, I, it's just a brilliant movie. Um, and it was really Jim Carrey's first, um, big drama role big drama and before he, and it really set him off into some other great man drama on the moon roles from the same man director. on the moon eternal sunshine yep. that he did um you know and you know jim carrey's brilliant you know for for as much as uh you know people you know always be known as ace ventura the mask you know uh dumb and dumber but you know he's actually doing some brilliant stuff you know um even online today and being you know a political activist uh uh, yep. with his drawings and um he's a hell of an interview if you ever see him on um highly recommend if you ever see uh you you want to see what's on TV and and he's going to be on the tonight show or Stephen Colbert or something like that oh, it's he's, it's, he's it's a great. good it's a good interview so well, anytime you see him he's really smart that's yeah. the other thing yeah. like you wouldn't expect it but he can he can throw down in a debate or an argument the one thing that I'm glad and I really hope he's diminish this a lot is because him and um him and his ex aren't together anymore right the crazy one that used to host uh that mtv show oh jenny mccarthy jenny mccarthy yeah. because when they were together she's a crazy anti-vaxxer yes and so i'm i think he's distanced himself from that and that makes me happy you know and, and i'm sorry <laughs> if this offends anyone uh actually i'm not really sorry no i've talked about this i'm not really sorry show. but you know measles was a disease that was dead like gone. Vaccinate your kids. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Or we're gonna start telling kids to bring Skippy to school. So <laughs> that's just that's just a little joke. But uh, <laughs> it's just it's like a smallpox blanket, but for the for the YouTube generation. No, oh, so it's terrible. <laughs> so 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 vaccinate your kids. You know, so that the other kids don't and, get and my buddy kids Chip is can his kids can stay safe. Nice. Thank you. Truman's show is a great recommendation. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a I, and fan. I think that's his best movie. I agree. It's it's just fantastic. Um so yeah, so so that's our time in Woburn. I love doing this podcast. It is fun. Um, Thanks for having me, man. Oh no, of course. So uh you you plugged um you plugged uh what was his name on the last show? Someone you said to listen to. Oh, Tom Segura. Yeah, and do you got anything else? Uh, just that I've been into recently. Yeah. Um, I just been trying to appreciate, um, bands that, you know, maybe you listened to a lot when you were younger, uh, but still kind of resonate. Um, especially with, um, it seems to me that kind of rock is dead a little bit. Um, it's kind so, of, and, doing and, some I'm, weird and I'm stuff. sounding really old right no, now. No, it's, it's doing some weird uh, stuff. So for me, I've been kind of just going back and and listening to a lot of the old music I used to listen to, nice. and and just appreciating it for what it is, and um, you know, you know, and you start hearing uh, bands that you know you loved in the in the '90s uh, that are now considered classic rock, and uh, you know, I'm a big classic rock junkie, and, and yeah, dude, and, when I started seeing. Green Day, Green Day, and, and Nirvana Foo Fighters, and Foo yeah. Fighters showing yeah. up on ZLX. I was like, oh god, yeah. no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah rock, rock one o. I'll, I'll plug Rock one o two also out in uh, Springfield. Uh, if you guys like classic rock and you like actually good morning time banter, Bax and O'Brien. If you're yep, dr- happen to be driving through the Springfield area between like six in the morning and ten, they are a great listen. Um, and the station comes into. Probably Western Mass out to about Worcester. So if you happen to be driving through the in the Worcester. morning, uh, and uh, I'll plug Western Mass too. Yeah, go to Western Mass. Go to the Big E. There's a lot Come going on Scott. in Western Mass all the time, and uh, a little bit slower than the Boston area. It definitely is. But it's uh, it's good to be back here and, and visiting with you guys. And um, thanks for having me, man. Of course, man. So uh, so that's another episode of the Talkbuster podcast. Again, these were. Two episodes it turned into two episodes because, you know, it's Scott and we had a lot to talk about. Um, but I've been looking forward to this. So I, I ever since I started the show, this was the interview I was looking forward to the oh, most. thanks, man. And so um, this is awesome. And it just gave an excuse to get you back out here, which is even cooler. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, as always, um, you know, I'm Chris Chipman, the Chippa on Twitter. I run the Chipman Brothers Tangent, creating geeks with my wife, Sarah, um, shooting the shit with Chippa and the Talkbuster podcast, which you're listening to now. Um, 
I've also been the guest on um, the Geeks with Shields podcast and their brother podcast, sister podcast, Geeks Who Haunt. I've been on the Pumpkin Copter cast. I've done some written reviews for the Big Brown Chair. Um, and I'll soon, um, runners up or people coming up for Talkbuster, I'm going to have some people from Scarecrow Video on, which is the um, largest collection of physical media in a rental um, type of store left on the planet. Um, they have 140,000 strong VHS laser disc and DVDs, and um, they're a big fundraiser. They run, uh, well, I think, a lot of local film critics either work for or work with the place. They seem like a great place. Can't wait to have them on. Um, you can find me at Patreon.com/slash/TheChippa. Um, all of you that are supporting me so far, it's awesome. Remember, I do have a day job. Um, doing this, putting aside any time for this takes away from my time with my family. So anything you guys can give me to help support that is awesome. And I appreciate it. Um, but again, the most important thing is that you listen and you send this around. Um, I have a promotion going on right now where if you get me up to $300 a month, which would be the same as the people that are giving me money right now, just give me an extra dollar each a month and would basically get me there. But, um, if you do, I'm going to pick 20 of you at random and you're going to get some stickers from the last blockbuster on earth, the blockbuster in Bend, Oregon. Um, so I really hope uh, you guys can get me there and I can give those out. Um, so until next time, thank you for making it a talkbuster night or day or whenever you're listening to this and please be kind. Rewind Scott, sing them out. What do you want me to sing, man? I don't know. Just do something. It's dead air. Bye everyone. Bye.